0: We'll be in two places today, 1 John and also 2 Thessalonians. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Preacher, that's the verse we was on last week, I know. Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, that's a particular individual that John's talking about. He's not just talking about the spirit of Antichrist. That's a particular individual. It is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists. Now he's talking again about the spirit of Antichrist, whereby we know that it is the last time. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity does already work, only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. And let me explain that. Because let does not mean what you think it means unless you've played tennis and then you've got a better understanding of that. When you hit the ball into the net, the technical term is let You, that ball has been hindered. It has been let. It's an old word meaning hindered. So now, read that again with a little bit better understanding. Only he who now hinders will hinder until he be taken out of the way. One day, the church will be gone. And if you think the world's a mess now, imagine what the world will be like without the influence of the church. All them fuddy-duddies, all them Puritans, all them, them people that stuck in the Stone Age, if only they wasn't around. we wasn't around, this place would be a mess. Thank God for that hindering force that does hinder that wicked one. And let's continue on. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. That's this right here. The love of the truth The presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the love of the truth, that you could be saved. And for this cause, God shall send strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Father, I am praying and believing, God, that your word will fall upon good ground this day and will take root and grow within our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I am Solomon a Jewish immigrant that came to America in 1775, a man of some financial means. As he shows up here, as we're trying to win our independence from England, he is a friend of George Washington. Upon a meeting that Washington has with him and shows him the dire straits that America, the newfound, uh, 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 this revolution that's that's, uh, against England, as we've, we have no food, we have, little, we have few guns, the, the army needs uh, everything imaginable, and we just don't have the funds to be able to do it. Chaim Solomon agrees to a loan to the United States, really to George Washington, for equivalent of today, one billion dollars. And that money was used to help win the freedom and independence from England back over 200 years ago now. George Washington, in helping devise the great seal that would be used on our money, particularly the dollar bill, on the back side of that dollar bill, above the eagle's head. Washington had the 13 stars representing the 13 colonies. He had those represented and placed in such a manner, and if you look at it after the service, you'll be able to see that that is the star of David. Those 13 stars was placed in a... Position to what represented the Star of David. And our first president, George Washington, did that in honor of Chaim Solomon and what he did to help America. I've got a book here that I read last year that was really, really astounding to me. The book is by Dr. David Jeremiah. I never thought I'd see the day. Let me give you a few pages from this book or a few paragraphs from this book, support Israel and be blessed or oppress her and be cursed. America today, the question is, will we support Israel and continue to aid her progress in fulfilling God's purpose to be a channel of blessing to the world? There was a time when America answered yes. And I believe America's blessing and greatness are due in part to that answer. America has been blessed because we have blessed the Jewish people in many ways since her founding in 1948. Today, however, I fear America has lost sight of her responsibility to bless the people of God. And I fear we may suffer for that loss just as many other nations have suffered in the past and we'll get on one of these nations right now. When the UN partitioned Israel, came up for a vote in 1947, Great Britain abstained. She refused to take a side for Israel or to stand for Israel. Great Britain assumed that an Arab-Jewish war would soon end with Arab the Arabs routing the Jews. They did not take into account God's promise to restore Israel to her homeland. Nor did they take into account God's promise in Genesis twelve three regarding those that either bless or they curse Israel. Now listen to this line. It is no surprise. That one can begin charting the decline of the British Empire during the same years that they were breaking their promise of a Jewish homeland for Israel. Now, give you a few facts concerning presidents that we've had. Harry S. Truman, the buck stops here president that we had. Harry S. Truman, against the advice of all of his advisors, spoke in favor of Israel becoming a nation. Israel's chief rabbi, Isaac Herzog, later told Truman, God put you in your mother's womb so that you would be the instrument to bring about the rebirth of Israel after 2,000 years. It's not stated in this book, but... Harry S. Truman later went on to say, after that proclamation from him was given in support of Israel, that when everyone left the Oval Office, he bowed his head upon the desk there in the Oval Office and cried his eyes out, thinking back as a little boy, all the times in Sunday school class where he had heard stories of Israel, and now he was able to help that great nation become a nation. Truman is not the only president to have made strong public statements. John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, Herbert Hoover, FDR. More recent presidents, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, George W. Bush, America has been Israel's best friend in the world, and I maintain that America has been blessed because how we have blessed Israel. But something has changed, and I find it more than coincidental that America's prosperity, our posture, and our place in the world have begun to decline at the same time that our commitment to Israel has weakened I fear that what happened to Great Britain decades ago may now be happening to America. Christian person, if there is one ounce of anti Semitism or hatred of the Jews in your being, that is one ounce too much. Jesus was Jewish. Jesus wore a robe and sandals and the prayer shawl, the tallit. Jesus had the full beard. Jesus had the ringlets on the hair. Jesus was Jewish, and I, for whatever reason, churches in America think that Jesus went around with a three piece suit and he was president of the Baptist Association. That's not true. (laughs) It's not true from history nations that have blessed israel have been blessed and vice versa nations that have cursed israel has been cursed and i wonder if matthew 25 if that is all about a Nation blessing Israel. When it talks about that when you saw the person that needed clothing, you clothed them. When you saw the person that needed shelter, you gave them that. When you saw someone in prison, you wouldn't visit them. When you saw someone hungry, you wouldn't fed them. And the reason I wonder if that's Israel because of how Jesus started that off. He started that off talking about a judgment against the nations, and some nations are goat. Nations, some nations are sheep nations, sheep nations, nations that have blessed Israel, goat nations, nations that have cursed Israel and tried to bring their defeat and demise. From history, those that have cursed Israel, Exodus chapter 1, Pharaoh said, drown every baby boy in the Nile. This guy don't realize it, but he's just placed a self-fulfilling prophecy right on his head. Years ago, I worked there at Dowser Electric, Raymond Harper, he came in that following day and said, Preacher, I never knew it. I, I never knew it. I never knew that Pharaoh survived when all the other Egyptians drowned. I said, Raymond, you just got through watching the Ten Commandments, didn't you? How'd you know that? I said, that's how the Ten Commandments portrays it. But that wasn't what happened. Pharaoh drowned. (laughs) You know why I know that? Because God is faithful to fulfill his word. And when Pharaoh said, I will drown the Jewish boys, that was exactly what was going to happen to him. In the book of Esther, there's a man by the name of Haman. Haman builds a gallows to hang the Jewish people on. Do you wanna guess how Haman died? That's right. His neck got stretched. Him and his ten sons were hanged until dead. Those evil men were going to kill off the Jewish race. Haman was going to curse the Jewish people. And God placed the same curse on Haman. After World War II, the Nuremberg Trials, 11 of the highest-ranking Nazis were tried at the Nuremberg Trials. They were convicted as guilty, wars against, crimes against humanity, and they were convicted to be shot. The next day, the court got together, they reconvened, and for some reason, they backtracked on the execution style. And said, we're going to wait until something can be built, and then they will be killed. I wonder what they was going to wait for something to be built. What was that? A gallows. Furthermore, Haman and his ten sons were killed on land that they owned. These 11 Nazis, thousands of years later from Haman removed, when they were executed, they were executed on the very land that they owned. Those men cursed the Jewish people, and God placed the same curse upon them. It is believed that Hitler shot himself in the head, From there, he was placed in a ditch. From there, gasoline was put on his body. He was burned and then buried. What he had done and had done to thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of Jewish people to be killed that exact same way, that's what happened to him. See, you can't outbox God. Your arms are too short. God's going to win. The Nazis built fences around every concentration camp from Dachau to Auschwitz to uh, Treblinka and all the rest. These, these fences had were built two rows of fencing with every so many feet a concrete thing built to where it would help the fence stay in place and from there a wooden structure above that to where there was a machine gun turret built upon there and a lookout station and between that were German shepherd dogs patrolling no man's land in between the two fences. Communists went in to the city of Berlin And they split that city from east to west. They built not one fence, but two fences with the the machine gun turrets, with the dogs running in between. Everything was exactly what Germany had done to Israel. God made sure happened to Germany right down to the dog hair. Now that wakes me up. Because I figure the nation that curses Israel will be cursed. And contrary wise, the nation that blesses Israel, God will make sure that we are blessed. Man, I worked with years ago. I mentioned I was really studying the, the Jewish people. And I was excited about it. And I went into work one night. And I was telling him all about it. And he looked at me with venom in his eyes and said, the Jews can burn They can burn in hell, for all I'm concerned with them. I said, oh, man, no, you can't have... No! They can burn in hell! Years later, a guy phoned me and said, Mark, did you hear about and mention his name? He said, he died. And before I can even ask how he died, he said he was burning brush, and he had gasoline, and before the guy can even tell it, he had gasoline... And something happened to where that gas got on him and he burned up. And man, that just come back to me, him telling me, they can just burn in hell for all I care. This is serious stuff, people. And the reason it's serious is because God has made it serious. God told Abraham, the people that bless you, I will bless. Why? Because Abraham went into a covenant agreement with God. And the nation that, 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 that uh, blasphemes and tries to does the nation of Israel in, that nation himself will be cursed. There is a spirit of Antichrist in the world, but let me go one step further. I believe the Antichrist is in this world. No, I do not know who he is. No, he's probably, listen, the Bible calls him the Assyrian. He will be born from that neck of the woods. And Assyria, if you look in in an old map, Assyria is much bigger than the the, uh, country of Syria today. It encompasses Iran, Iraq, portions of Turkey. It was much bigger than what it is today. In Revelations, he's called the beast. In 1 John, he's called the Antichrist. In Micah, he's called the Assyrian. In Daniel, he's called the king of fierce countenance. It literally is a satanic trinity with the devil, the antichrist, and the false prophet that speaks for the antichrist. The devil 2,000 years ago tempted Jesus by saying, if you will worship me, I will give you everything. And of course, Jesus refused. There will be a man that will take the devil up on that. Brock Chisholm, former director of the UN, said, to achieve a world government, it's necessary to remove from the minds of man individualism, loyalty to family, national patriotism, and religion. How many, I'm going to, I'm not going to sing this song. Let me recite the words. Sam's going like that. That's a good thing. Imagine, by John Lennon, and in light of what Brock Chisholm already said, think of these words. Imagine there's no heaven, it's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine there's no countries, it isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine no possessions, I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Oh, but preacher, it's just a song. Songs are powerful. Preacher, what do you believe will happen next? I believe on God's calendar is the rapture of the church. And guess what? The ra- a rapture has happened before twice. Enoch was raptured from this world to the next. Find that in the book of Genesis. Elijah was raptured from this world to the one above. I love the story of the uh, professor that told his class, oh, I just don't believe the Bible. I've read the Bible. That, That part about Elijah going up to heaven in a chariot of fire, that can't be true. One kid raised his hand. Yeah, you got something to say? Uh, yeah, preacher or uh, professor. Uh, my dad's a preacher, and and I, I and I've sat through that sermon, and, and I, I've read about that sermon, and and you know what? Uh, you misread that, because it don't say that he went up in a chariot of fire, and it don't. It says he went up in a whirlwind. Well, either way, I mean, it don't really matter. How I could? Oh no, he went up in the whirlwind. Because I gave him air to breathe, because the whirlwind was around him. Oh yeah, but he would have froze to death. Think, no, that's what the chariot of fire and the horses was fire for. He got all that backdraft as, <laughs> as he was going up. Yeah, they've been raptures that's happened before, the rapture of the church, and I and I look at that and I think, wow, God in His. Forethought and majesty has got it all figured out. I mean, listen, somebody could get surgically implanted scars in their hands and, and buy a robe and say, hey, I'm Jesus. Somebody could do that. I mean, that's possible. And the Bible says in the last days there'll be people say, hey, you look over there, there's Jesus. Or no, look over there, there's Jesus. Look over here, he's over in San Francisco. Oh, no, I don't know about that. No, he's over in China. Oh, I don't know about that. Jesus, listen, Jesus has got a full, a, a fail-safe, a, a proof way to where you know that it's him. You don't look all around, you look this way. There he is. And if he can get this fat body to leave, uh, I, I think this is the real deal. <laughs> This is the real thing. This is really happening. Rapture of the church. After that, there will be a tribulation period that will start. And and Russia and the Arab states will join forces to try to go against Israel. Again, a masterful stroke of the hand of God is this. God describes in the last days that there will be kingdoms, and I love how he does it. They will be simply a king of the north, king of the south, king of the east, and a king of the west. And there will be two kingdoms that will go against Israel right on the outset of the tribulation period. I heard people say, oh, the first half won't be that bad. No, you got a hole in your head. No, the king of the north Teams up with the king of the south, the Arab-controlled countries, and Russia. And think of this. I mean, it's in the news. You might ought to stop watching. What is all this rotten guy? You might ought to stop watching. What am I trying to think of? X Factor and uh, I slammed Lady Gaga last week. Let's do another one. And, and Madonna and, and really find out what's going on in the world. Right now you've got Russia and China telling America, you just back off of Iran, just leave them alone. That's actually happening. And Israel's saying, we ain't about to let Iran launch a bomb particularly a nuclear bomb, into our country. And it very well could be that Israel will preempt that and will take out those seven or eight sites that Iran has. And if that would happen, it very well, this whole thing could start going, clicking into place. See, I'm not an alarmist, but I am a pragmatist, and I can at least see what's going on. I am a realist. I mean, I can at least see what's going on. Oh, no, just as long as I've got enough for a pizza and I can get me a movie, that's all that really matters. It's all of America living like that. And that's kind of stupid. No, that's really stupid. In Revelation 6, 8, 25% of the world's population will die. Right now, there are 7 billion people on the planet. Let's say, for conversation's sake, 3 billion get raptured out of here. Just make it for easy math for me. That leaves 4 billion people, and if 1 billion people, think of that, 1 billion people die due to war, famine, earthquake, disease, global disasters, 25% of the world's population killed off. During World War II, 25% of the Jewish people were killed. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Let's reenact this, Lokers. <laughs> I thought of something when the service was over that I could have done and I didn't. Okay. Here is Lot, and Lot's facing this way. Here is Mrs. Lot. (laughs) And also last week I made reference to Demas. Demas, my fellow worker. That's this right here. All this should have tied in last week, but for whatever reason it didn't, and I guess it's so I could use it today. Paul said, Demas, my fellow worker. And yet the Bible tells us that Lot's wife looked from behind Lot. Here what you have is and Demas. Goes from being up here, being Paul's helper, to where now it's just and Demas. And now Lot's wife looks from behind, Demas has forsaken me and turns into a pillar of salt. When I was in Israel, I saw a bunch of pillars of salt at the Dead Sea. There weren't just 10 or 20. they were hundreds of them. And I just had to thought, I wonder which one she is. (laughs) She's one of those. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. Give him a hand. (laughs) Preacher, I can kid around and not take any of this serious and go my own way and do my own thing. And you know what? During the tribulation period, I'm going to get saved. And my answer to you is this, twofold. Number one, oh, there will be people getting saved during the tribulation period. It just won't be you. (coughs) Reread this. Because they received not the love of the truth that they could be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they would believe a lie. You're not even going to want to get saved. If you refuse now and the rapture of the church takes place according to God's word, oh, there'll be, there'll be thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people being born again. We see this in the book of Revelation. It just won't be the person that's had the opportunity to begin with and went, Psharp. I don't need that. I'm doing my own thing. And then when push comes to shove, you think one of these days when it really gets bad, then, and, and, and here's another thing. What may, in your wildest dreams, what makes you think when you can't live for Jesus now, but someday you're going to just magically be able to die for him then? No, you won't you won't do it. If you ain't got the guts to live for him now, you ain't gonna die for him someday. Now, does that make sense? That makes sense to me. If you ain't gonna live for him now, you're not gonna somehow presto change and one of these days you'll be willing to die for him then. You won't do it. You won't do it. Strong delusion to those that refuse. The opportunity is here and now opportunities here and now. The Bible says sin when it's finished brings forth death. Oh, preacher, I'm having a fun time right now. Well, yeah. Doesn't say sin when it begins. Sin when it's finished brings forth death. The opportunity, golden. You got the opportunity. You can respond just like that. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God says, I will in no wise cast you out. Any person that comes to Jesus right now, God will not cast you away. God will not throw you aside. God will receive. God will accept. God will accept your person of who you are in in, in saying yes to Jesus Christ, but the person that says no and thinks they can get. I'm just doing this with a clear conscience, knowing that that's what I feel the Bible teaches, and for me to say anything else would not be fair to you, to me, or or in, in me answering to God someday. If you think that you're going to refuse now and someday get saved later on, you won't do it. You can't do it. And there'll be thousands, maybe millions of people being born again then, but it won't be one of you. Not if you're willing to refuse now. That's just a scare tactic. No, I think it's the truth. And you need to respond now. Today is the day, now is the accepted time. Bow your heads, please. God, your word tells us that we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and everyone that loves this city will prosper. God, we want to see Israel blessed. And Lord, in doing that, we will be blessed. And right now, Lord God, to hone this service down to a fine point, here it is. There are people here in this service today that need Jesus as Savior. You're giving them that opportunity. God, I pray that they don't squander it. The opportunity is right now. It's real. It's given by your hand. Somebody had to die, suffer, bleed, and die for this. It was you, Lord Jesus. This is not easy believism. No, it wasn't easy for you. You're the one that purchased it for all of us. But Let people respond this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So all stand. I'm not going to go back and pull the buttons off your shirt to try to get you to come to Jesus. You're big enough to do that. God's big enough to do his part. God's big enough to knock. We need to be big enough to answer when he knocks. These altars are open. If you've got family you want to pray for, come on. You want to pray for yourself, come on. If you want to pray for salvation, come on. And there will be somebody that will be up here praying for you.
1: Come on right now.